Morning, everybody. Yeah, I had Dad do some of the things because I figured I'd be wore out after the drums, so I decided to save some of my energy. Uh, I wasn't even going to play today, but he chose all the good drum songs. So I couldn't, like, I couldn't just not play the drums, so pulling double duty today. Oh, yeah, the kids can go with uh, Miss Mary. Maybe I should have had him do that too, because I completely forgot. <laughs> Alright, well, happy Pentecost Sunday to everybody. Um, who knew it was Pentecost today? Alright, like two people. So everybody else is in the club with me. I didn't know it was Pentecost until uh, Betty said something this morning. But in all honesty... Um, it kind of goes pretty well with my message today because my message is on purpose and the only way that we can truly live in our purpose is because of the Holy Spirit and we only got the Holy Spirit because of Pentecost when he came into the upper room we weren't able to live in our purpose unless we had the Holy Spirit inside of us Rick Warren once said the greatest tragedy is not death but life without purpose You see, I know people will spend their entire lives trying to find what their purpose is so they can feel fulfilled. They spend the entirety of their lives finding it, trying to find their purpose in a job, in their family, in a hobby, whatever it may be, they try to find their purpose in something else, trying to find fulfillment. But they're not going to find fulfillment in that. The only fulfillment is going to become from God and the purpose that he has. I've seen this clip, and if you know that this is from uh, Meet Me After Service because uh, we need to pray about it. I'm just kidding. Um, in this clip, this scientist builds this robot, and he takes the robot and he sits it on the dinner table, and he turns the robot on, and he looks at the robot, and the robot looks at him and he says, what is my purpose? And the scientist says, to serve butter. So he made this robot... This intricate, little, this intricate little robot. And all he was made to do was to serve butter. And the robot kind of had like an existential crisis when he heard this. Because he's like, this is all you made me for was just to serve butter and nothing else. But how many times do we feel like that in our lives? That we feel like the purpose that God created us for is just some mediocre task. And not something that we want to live out doing. You know, I, I think a lot of times we, we look at our purpose and we look like what we're doing. We're like, why would God create me just to do this? But I have news for you today. God cre- didn't create you for just some mediocre remedial task. He built you or he created you to be a kingdom builder. He built you or he created you. I keep saying built because I got the robot in my head. Uh, he created you so that you can help build the kingdom. Because he needs you on earth here to help lead others to him. But the problem that so many people have is that in seeking for their purpose, they only seek the purpose in the world. They only try to look for the purpose in things of this world that they're told will be their purpose. You know, like I, when I was a kid, I remember um, 
I said I wanted to be, when I was like six, I said I wanted to be a missionary. And I grew up a little bit more and I said I wanted to be a lawyer because they made the most money and that stayed the same for a while. I thought those were going to be my purpose. Um, I had a side purpose and it was to be a Power Ranger and to save the world. Um, I'm clearly neither one of those things. One, because one of them's not real yet. Not real yet. Um, and two, because those were not the purposes that God had laid out for me. They were the only the purposes that I saw as what I think I would like to do. Now, there are times when you will find a purpose where you think where you like it and it will be the purpose from God. But that's not always how it is, especially if you're only seeking in the world. See, Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all things will be added to you as well. See, people hear this verse. I think people hear this verse and they're like, okay, so I follow God and I get everything I want, right? Like if I, if I follow God, if I do everything right, like he'll give me a big house, big car, everything I ever wanted, you know, all the desires of my heart, all the treasures, you know, things like that. And he will give you the desires of your heart as long as they're lined up with his. But he's also looking to give you a purpose in this. He's also looking to give you the reason that you're going to keep going on every day. And it's not only going to be an earthly purpose, but it's a heavenly purpose as well. Because the purpose that you have on earth, the place that he puts you in is going to coincide with the heavenly purpose of uh, getting more people to him. See, so everything that you're going to do, the purpose that he gives you, the main goal is going to be saving souls. And if it's not, you're not truly living in the purpose he has for you. I think a lot of times our biggest problem is, is that we, as humans, like to have everything planned out. I used to be like that. Now I can care less what happens. I just go with the flow. Now I still plan out like some stuff, but nothing like, uh, I plan out some major stuff. But I just take me wherever God wants to take me. But some people are so scared of what God's going to do, they don't want to release the control that they have. They don't realize that their plans are minuscule compared to what he has for them. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11, I'm sure you all um, have heard this one at one point in your life. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So we need to stop looking into the world for things and trying to make our own plans, but we need to turn to his plans instead because they're far better than anything we could have imagined. We think that the things that we have planned are awesome. I thought the time when I was going to be a lawyer was awesome until I realized, one, how much school cost. Two, uh, a lot of people hate lawyers. Um, three, how long school was. And four, that I was called into ministry. See, I was still going to do all that, even though it was going to cost a lot and everything else, because I hadn't been, felt my calling yet, because I hadn't given in to his plans. I was still fully set on what I wanted to do. Remember the career fairs in, in school, and they'd show you like all these different options and stuff? They were awful. All these people lying to you about how great the jobs were. They didn't like their jobs. They were just there to make money. That's all it was. And that's what they're trying to get you to do is to live in a purpose that you're not meant for. But it's something that's going to fulfill your worldly desires instead of your heavenly ones. Proverbs 19.21 says many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. 
That goes perfectly, I think, with Jeremiah 29.11. Because so many times we know God's purpose for our lives and we still don't listen because we think our plans are better. In reality, I think we think that our plans are easier. Because not everything that we do for the kingdom is easy. Right? Not everything that we do is all sunshine and rainbows. It's nitty gritty sometimes. And we'd rather not deal with that. And we'd rather just do what we want to do. And we continue to look into to the jobs that we think we would want. And the jobs that are going to help us get further in life. Instead of searching for his actual purpose. But the thing is, is we, how, how can he give us this purpose if we don't actually know him? How can we continue to search for a purpose from a God that we don't know and expect him to give us a gift without knowing him? You ever gotten a gift from someone you don't know? I mean, if you have, they're usually strange. Yeah, they don't, they don't know you, they don't know you and you don't know them. They give you a gift and it's always something you don't know, don't like because they don't truly know you, right? So to truly get your purpose from God, you have to know who he is and he has to know you because without that, he can't give you what your true purpose is. He can't give you the gift that he wants to give you. But you can't find your God-given purpose if you don't know who you are, if you don't know your identity. So you can't find your purpose. You're not going to be a lawyer if you don't like practicing law. If you're not someone who likes that stuff, you don't identify as that. So you can't live in that purpose. And if you don't identify as a child of the king, you can't live in the purpose he has for you. You can't live in the things he wants to do for you. You see, because if I didn't know who I was, if I didn't have my identity as a child of the king, as a beloved son of God, then I would never be worth anything as a pastor, as a friend, as a family member, as anything. Because if I was up here and didn't know who I was, didn't have my identity and didn't have my purpose, everything that comes out of my mouth wouldn't matter. It would just be words spoken out of someone who doesn't know who they truly are. And I feel like a lot of people will do that a lot of times. They'll say, well, I know I'm supposed to speak to people, so I'm just going to speak to everybody. You guys ever met somebody like that? That don't know what their calling is, so they just start spitting it to every single person, no matter what, the, what it is. And then it becomes jumbled because what they're saying is not actually lined up with the purpose. They haven't lined themselves up properly to know what they're talking about. But once you come to know the Father, He can lead you to your purpose. He can raise you up in your purpose. He can take you to the place you're supposed to be. But it's rough sometimes, I think, because people get so upset that they haven't found what they're supposed to do yet. No matter how old you are, no matter what you've been through, There's people that still haven't found their purpose. And instead of seeking after God and seeing what he has to say about it, they just mope around because he hasn't given it to them yet. See, but he's not going to give it to you unless you're actually purposefully seeking it. 
He's not just going to lay it out there because you won't know you're looking for it. You can't just go every day complaining about how you don't have anything and not strive to get it. You have to seek first the kingdom and all else will be added. All else will be added. And then when you see, you will find your purpose in his presence. When I think back in scripture, I think back on all these these great men and women of God and each one of them, when they find their purpose, it had been because they were in the presence. You know, God didn't just like spring it on them or anything like that. It was only because they already knew who God was and it was their time to fulfill their purpose. David was only called to be a king because he was in the presence. Noah built a boat because he was in the presence. Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt because he had been in the presence. So how can we complain about not having the purpose he has for us if we're not willing to seek him and seek what he has for us? How can we sit back and and look at God and be like, why would you do this to me when we're not actually trying to better ourselves with him? So we need to continue to seek him and seek his presence to, to see where he wants us, to see what he has for us. But once you do find your purpose, let's talk about living in it. Because you can have your purpose. He can tell you what your purpose is, but you don't have to choose to live in that purpose. You could just push it off to the side and be done with your day. Still go to church. Still pray, but not live in what he has for you. But in reality, once you have the purpose and you're living in it, all you have to do, it has to be for his glory and his kingdom. Because the purpose isn't even necessarily for you. You're just the one acting out the purpose. You're the one he's using for this purpose. But it's all for his kingdom and his glory. And whatever earthly purpose we have cannot overshadow the heavenly purpose of leading people to Christ. You know, I think I said earlier that whatever purpose he's going to give us on this earth is also going to coincide with the heavenly purpose he's given us, which is saving souls. Right? Like he's not going to put you somewhere and it's, he's not going to put you somewhere and you're just going to be idle. Like I thought that for a while. I'm like, God, why am I at Sheets every day for the last five years? Like, I know you haven't called me to go anywhere else. I know I'm supposed to be in this place. What is my purpose in this place? And then somebody told me the other day that just coming in in the morning and seeing me smile makes their day better and know that everything's going to be okay. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Because I'll complain all the time about my work. I really will. But I don't realize that that is my purpose right now. David's purpose continued to change through his life. He was a shepherd, and then he was a giant slayer, and then he was a king. And that's what we have to realize. Our purpose will continue to change the further on we go in life. Or the purpose will stay the same, but where it's at is different. He can just take us to different places with it. I think about Noah. Lord showed me this the other day. 
talking about, if you don't know the story of Noah, look it up after. But a little summary. Um, I figure most of you know it. Noah had to build the ark to try to save as many animals and his family as he could because God was going to destroy the world in a flood because of the corruptness in it. And when it tells the story, it, it also refers to Noah as a preacher. He wasn't just an ark builder. He was also Noah the preacher. And I think that's significant because God had given him this purpose to build this ark. Right? He, he gave him this awesome insane purpose to build this ark that was going to get a bunch of animals on there and his family and they were going to restart. But even in this purpose, he still kept in mind that he needed to try to save others. He was still trying to save others even though they were a lost cause. And how many times do we do that, that we, we see a lost cause and we just leave them alone? Because we think that, you know, they're not in my purpose, so why does it matter just let him be. And he could have just got on the boat and been fine and been done, but he was still trying to save souls. And God showed me the other day, he said, don't even bother building the boat unless you're willing to get people on it. And by that, he was telling me that don't even bother trying to live in the earthly purpose I give you if you're not trying to fulfill the heavenly one as well. Don't even bother doing these things on earth if you're not trying to save others. Because it's pointless then. It would have been pointless if, if Noah would have just saved one person that he spoke to, it would have been worth it. He didn't save any of them. But at least he wasn't giving up. He was still trying to go out and use them. And he was still trying to be a worker in the kingdom. But the thing is, is that through our purpose, it will breed other people's purpose. Through us living in our purpose, it'll lead other people to their purpose. So how selfish of us would it be to live in our purpose and not try to lead others to theirs that we were searching for so long for, and they're probably doing the same. But we just think, well, I'll just focus on myself and not focus on others. But in reality, Jesus plainly tells us in the Great Commission... This is in Matthew 28, 16 through 20, what our purpose is. It said, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain, where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. When Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So he's laid it out right there. I know some parts of the Bible are like pretty hard to understand. That one's pretty simple. He literally just tells you to make disciples of all nations. No matter where he puts you in your purpose on earth, that is still the great commission of saving others. Now once we're find our purpose and we're living on our purpose. You might be thinking, well, when does this purpose end? When does the purpose finally stop? And I said earlier that the purpose may change. The mission's always the same. But to put it simply, the only way that the purpose is going to end is when you're dead 
and you reach glory. That's the only way the purpose is going to end. And I feel like so many times people feel like their purpose on earth has ended. People think that the purpose that they had been given by God is no longer going on because they feel burnt out. Because they feel they've been doing it for so long and they got in such a rhythm with it and it just became such a daily routine that it was no longer a purpose. It was just something that happened every single day. They began to lose their purpose because they took their eyes off the one that gave them the purpose in the first place. So instead of questioning why we lost our purpose, we need to start to look to the one that gave it to us. We need to ask him what we need to do to be rejuvenized again, to be able to feel the way we felt about our purpose this whole time. Because I'll be honest, it's easy to get burnt out nowadays. With how busy stuff is, with how busy church is and life is and everything, it's easy to, re- to sit there and think that you no longer have a purpose. But I want to encourage you today because if you're not dead, then he's not done. He's still going to continue to use you day in and day out because the plan is still going forward. You just have to let him take control. The the praise team wants to go ahead and come up. We'll start to close up here. But we need to realize that this purpose is so much more serious than a We usually take it, I think. We need to realize that He is the only one that is going to be able to give it to us and the Holy Spirit is going to help us through it. Without those two things, we're just empty. Without those two things, our purposes will just be living here on earth and just waiting to die. Just doing as much as we can until the day that we close our eyes for good. So today I want you to Just kind of decide where you're at right now. Are you searching for your purpose? If so, God has it for you. You just have to be willing to get in that relationship and in the presence for him to give it to you. And then are you living in the purpose? If you're living in the purpose, you you don't need to worry because God is in there. God is there with you in your purpose. You're not doing it alone. Everything you do, like I said, the Holy Spirit's with you. God has everything around you. You just have to be willing to give up the plans you have to live out the purpose. And I'd like to encourage you one more time that your purpose is still here. Your purpose hasn't ended yet. Sometimes you just have to look to Him and ask Him, To show you the love of that purpose again. To show you the reason why you're doing it. Lord, I thank you for this day you've given us. Thank you we can just be in your house today, Father. Father, I pray for everyone in this room, Father, for the purpose you've given everyone in this room, Father. Whether they've found it yet or they have they haven't found it, Lord, if they're living in it, Lord, whatever it may be. Lord, I pray that the purpose always points back to you. Father, they find the purpose in your presence, Lord. They know that you are not done with them. Whatever it may be, Father, you're going to continue to use them until the job is complete. Father, I pray you just stir hearts today. Amen.